This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Mental health isn't talking to someone on a couch, it's self-awareness, learning to set boundaries, taking care of your emotional well-being. Visit betterhelp.com super and see what mental health is really about. Hey, brother. Holy butts, you guys. I cannot seem to wrap my head around all of the new things that I continue to notice in the movie Encanto the more closely I watch it. Like Bruno dancing in the background. We've been there. We've done that. We've seen it. Dolores clapping with her fingers. Adorable. Because it's a supersonic hearing. Wally's boot in Bruno's room. We done seen it. Honestly, I almost feel like we're slowly becoming just an Encanto channel because we've covered it so much at this point, and yet somehow we're still not even done. There are literally still new things that we are noticing for the first time, and with that, questions that desperately need answering. How come Antonio's door features him as a child while every other member of the family features them as their grown selves? Or for that matter, as long as we're talking about the doors, how come both Bruno and Dolores have their eyes open on their doors while everyone else's are closed? For that matter, did Dolores actually know that Bruno had been there the whole time? And lastly, and this one's kind of mind-blowing for me, but it looks like Mirabelle is hugging Isabella during Bruno's vision, and she is, but what if I told you she also isn't? So today we are going to be counting down five absolutely incredible things that we have now noticed in Encanto that somehow we hadn't noticed up until this point and things that make the plot that much better. Let's do it. Guys, before we dive on into today's video, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Bespoke Post. It is the start of spring, you guys, which means it might be the time to revamp your daily routine, which you can do so very easily with the box of awesome from Bespoke Post. For me, warmer weather means fire pit season. Although to be fair, it's never not fire pit season at my house. And I've mentioned before that I've used the very handy blade from the forge box to make my own fire starters. But if homemade woodcraft isn't your jam, then not to worry because Bespoke Post has lots of other cool items that might suit your fancy. Like this amazing portable coffee kit in the roast box or the brew box featuring a brew your own beer kit. It comes with everything you need to make your own porter, blonde, IPA, Although I have to tell you that patience is not included in that one. Bespoke Post drops new boxes every single month. And to help you get started, they have a quiz at boxofawesome.com to help them determine which boxes are gonna be best for you. Each box comes valued at over $70, but you get it for a fraction of that cost. Plus it's free to sign up and you can skip or cancel at any time. I will tell you guys that Father's Day is really not that far off right now. And this makes a great gift. So get 20% off your first monthly box when you head on over to boxofawesome.com and use promo code super at checkout. Again, that's going to be boxofawesome.com, promo code super at checkout for 20% off your first box. One last time, boxofawesome.com, promo code super, link is in the description down below. Okay, let's just go ahead and dive right on in. One of the things that has never really made sense to me about the movie happens really early on in the film. We basically launch into the plot with the knowledge that Mirabelle was not given a gift and we are anticipating Antonio's ceremony where maybe he will be getting his. So it is important to note that Antonio is particularly nervous about his ceremony because Mirabelle was the last person to have one before him and hers didn't go so well. Last gift ceremony was a bummer. 
last one being yours that, that did not work. Mm-hmm. That dude sucks. Anyway though, this whole sequence between Mirabelle and Antonio is very important to the story because it is about to tell us just how singled out Mirabelle actually is by not receiving a power. Like, is it the case that the miracle just ran out of juice after Camillo got his and that's why Mirabelle didn't get it, but also nobody after her will either? That is to say, is she the only one that doesn't get a power or the first one not to get one. Obviously we end up discovering that it is in fact the former and Mirabelle was absolutely, completely and entirely singled out. But the part that confuses me here is that when Antonio does in fact get his own gift, his door does the same thing that it has done for everybody else and shows a likeness of him with his gift around it. Unlike everybody else though, Antonio's door features him as he is now, as a five-year-old boy. A five-year-old boy and not how he will look when he is fully grown up. And I'll be honest here, my immediate inclination here was that this inconsistency is just simply so that the average moviegoer is able to keep all the pieces together. Doesn't it seem like it could actually be confusing if he gets his door and then all of a sudden we see a much older version of Antonio featured on that door, you know, instead of the little boy that we are very clearly looking at. And so I kind of know what you're thinking, like maybe the likeness of them just grows with each of the children as they do. I mean, they are after all, magical doors. Let's not assume that the impossible stops with its ability to change its magical carvings over time. But that is actually not the case here because we do have photographs very visibly on the wall that show each of the other children at age five standing in front of their respective doors. And their doors do not show them as children. They show them as the people that we kind of meet them at in the film. The carvings are of who they will be, not who they are in their respective present. And again, my mind sort of slides out of universe for an explanation here. like. Maybe this was just so they didn't have to design characters for each of these characters as little kids. I mean, totally lazy artists, am I right? Said literally no one ever about this movie. But again, I still don't think that that is actually what our explanation is here, because even though Antonio's ceremony goes more as planned than Mirabelle's does, it doesn't mean that his wasn't also unique. And it's unique in a way that would cause this depiction to be different. And Interestingly, the explanation is actually Mirabelle. Allow me to explain, because Antonio makes it a point to specifically have Mirabelle be the person who walks him up to the door. And the fact that he wanted her to do this, I think is actually a lot more impactful than maybe immediately obvious. Because the only other person to have had a role with any of the other ceremonies for any of the other children is the keeper of the miracle herself, Abuela. And as such, what their depictions feature are the expectations that Abuela had for each of these children and how she wanted them to use their powers. She always visualized them at their absolute best, most powerful. And it happens to be the case that that's where we meet most of these characters in the present of the movie. In Antonio's case though here, I think that we're starting to get one of the very first indications as to where the plot of this movie is ultimately going. And that is the role of being the keeper of the miracle is going to be passed on to Mirabelle. And so with that idea in mind, what we're seeing is Antonio based on how Mirabelle most appreciates him, which is now in the present 
as he is. This is such a beautiful and subtle nod to the themes of this movie. Abuela is literally causing the miracle to fracture all around her based on the expectations that she has set for the members of her family. Meanwhile, Mirabelle is actively repairing this problem by reminding everybody that they are perfect exactly as they already are. What's also kind of interesting about this though, is that you might be like, well, what are the odds that literally every member of their family is at their most powerful during the present of the movie? Like for example, why aren't we seeing an elderly Luisa or a middle-aged Isabella? And it's because the miracle knew it is able to show them as far forward into the future as Abuela's expectations can travel because this is how they look when Abuela shatters the miracle as we know it. While we are on the doors though, this will actually bring me to the next really cool detail that I want to discuss today. Because one of the other things that has really stood out to me about the movie also has to do with these carvings on the doors, the depictions that we see. Because while Antonio is unique in that he is the only one who is depicted as a child, he does fit the trend with the rest of the family in that his eyes are closed. This is true for the carvings of every member of the family with two exceptions, Bruno and Dolores. And once again, I think this is no mistake. For example, both of these characters have skills that might fall into a similar category to each other. Dolores, of course, has like super sonic hearing and Bruno has the ability to see into the future. And both of these skills allow both of these characters to generally have a better sense of what is actually going on around the house. For example, we learn in the song, we don't talk about Bruno, that Dolores might actually be aware of the fact that Bruno is living inside of the walls currently. Grew to live in fear of Bruno stuttering and stumbling, I could always hear him sort of muttering and mumbling. This totally adds up. Dolores can hear things a mile away. You mean to tell me that she couldn't literally hear one of her family members physically inside of the walls of her own home? But that's really just the first clue that Dolores is in fact hearing Bruno in the walls. While this next bit is admittedly a little bit subtle, I think that it also does double down on the idea that Dolores genuinely believes she can hear it. The song, We Don't Talk About Bruno, is actually happening during a kind of pivotal moment for the movie. It's when Mariano is coming over to dinner to propose to Isabella. So while each of the characters is singing along why they don't talk about Bruno, they're also readily setting up the home for this particular dinner. And so towards the end, there is a moment where we literally see all of the members of the family kind of singing in unison where they all say he's here at the same time. The context here would obviously suggest that it means he, Mariano, is here for dinner. But again, this is the same song where Dolores is suggesting she can literally hear Bruno in the wall. So maybe she's not saying he's here about Mariano. She's saying he's here Bruno's in the walls. It doesn't even stop there though. Throughout the movie, there are multiple times that allude to this particular conclusion. The only one worried about the magic is you and the rats talking in the walls. And at the end, I feel like it's all but revealed when she says, Yo, I knew he never left, I heard him every day. All this to say that I think it's fairly clear why these two characters in particular are the ones who have their eyes open in their carvings. And it's the fact that these are the two that have abilities that might make them a little bit more privy to the fact that the miracle is not all that it seems. Something may in fact be wrong. Bruno obviously knows because he 
literally sees it. He can see the future, but it's also very reasonable to assume that he fears the shoot the messenger reaction that might happen based on how people feel about his other predictions. But beyond that, I also feel like Bruno and Dolores are the two characters who are most likely to speak their minds for better or for worse. I didn't say she was exactly always level about the situation, just that she was more aware of it than everyone else who all seems to kind of be blind to what is very clearly happening right in front of them. But because both Dolores and Bruno uniquely have the ability to know better, their eyes are open, whether or not they want them to be. And I actually think this entire analogy gets even cooler because even though Mirabelle doesn't get a door, I am willing to bet that if she did, her eyes too would be open. She of course does get a door, so we obviously can't know for sure. But one of the other things that is incredibly unique about Mirabelle to the rest of the family is that she is the only one to wear glasses. Glasses that might I add are the exact same color as Bruno's visions. And ultimately, like before, I feel like this fits into the themes of the movie incredibly well. It's the idea of open your eyes. It's literally the first line of the entire movie. Abre los ojos. Open your eyes. It is what Mirabelle is pleading with Abuela to do during the song, Waiting on a Miracle. Abuela, when she is asking Pedro for help, asks for him to do this very thing. Open my eyes. If the answer is here, help me find it. And then again, it's one of the very last lines of the entire film, and Abuela says it twice. Abre los ojos. Also, I feel like this concept of opening your eyes makes this one particular line from what else can I do even more impactful. Mirabelle says, you just seem like your life's been a dream since the moment you opened your eyes. In this case, Mirabelle is obviously referring to like when Isabella was born, which I don't know how she has any claim to this knowledge. She wasn't there, but through this lens, if you will, I think it's actually referring to this exact moment. Since Isabella broke free of the constraints of the need to be perfect all of the time, 10 seconds ago, her whole life has been a dream. I mean, just like, how fun is that? While we are on Isabella though, I think we can now transition nicely into our next big realization, which has to do with Isabella. Or I guess, what brought Mirabelle to Isabella's room for this particular moment to happen. Because before she goes to visit her, she learns through Bruno's vision that in order to fix everything, she needs to hug a certain someone. Isabella! Which honestly, I have to say, I'm kind of with you there, Mirabelle. Like what does this sibling feud have to do with like repairing the entire family? Isabella really isn't the problem when it comes down to it. But either way, we do see exactly what happens in Bruno's vision happen just moments later during this sequence. They have a great moment. They swing down in front of the candle and they have the exact embrace from the vision. I mean, that must have been it, right? Well, yes, kind of. I mean, we, we do see that. I mean, here's, here's the vision, here's the moment, but that is not the only thing that we see inside of Bruno's vision. So hold on to your pants, because I think this gets cool. In the beginning, the vision is blurry, and both Mirabelle and Bruno are having a hard time seeing what's going on. To make the candle bright, you have to embrace her. Embrace who? Embrace who indeed? What a great question. Everything is really distorted. And then it cuts away from the vision and then back, and we see Isabella. 
But before that happens, Bruno also says, It's all out of order. And I think this is because it's not Isabella who she ultimately has to reconcile with. It's actually Abuela. It's the embrace that doesn't actually come until everything about the story has been fully unraveled. It's not until Abuela finally sees Mirabelle for the miracle that she truly is. It's this embrace. And I know that this might seem kind of off because the person even at the beginning that we see in the vision doesn't look quite as old as Abuela. It does look more like Isabella, but that's just it. She looks like Isabella. She's not Isabella because there is someone else in this movie who does happen to look like Isabella, a young abuela. Abuela means grandmother, so it's probably referred to as Alma in this particular situation. They're never really put side by side, but Isabella does look an awful lot like a younger version of her grandmother. And so then you might be thinking, well, then how come we're seeing her in this younger form in Bruno's vision and not as she is today? And I think that is because of where the embrace actually happens. It is the very place that the miracle started to begin with, the spot where Pedro made his sacrifice in the Rainbow River. For Abuela, this younger version of herself is the moment in her life when she most understood the true meaning of the miracle. And that is who Mirabelle is actually hugging here not Isabella. Or well, again, also Isabella, but remember out of order. But again, if you go back to Bruno's vision, the thing that draws their attention to this moment is a golden butterfly flying through the scene, which I may remind you is present at the river with Abuela and Mirabelle. And with that, it will bring me to my last discovery for today. This particular scene at the river is beautiful, both emotionally and visually. This entire scene starts off very dark and colorless. But as Mirabelle and Abuela are finally seeing eye to eye, color is just slowly flooding the scene. And as you zoom back, what you see is this just like unbelievable river of color. And it's so easy to believe that just what we're seeing here is either beautiful animation or just further work of the miracle itself. But what's kind of amazing about the scene, and while it absolutely is beautifully animated, this is a real place in real life Colombia. This river is real and it actually looks like this. It is widely considered to be one of the most beautiful locations in all of Colombia. The location is called Caño Cristales and this effect is actually caused by a type of algae. The unique phenomenon is a red plant that grows in the riverbed. Other colors from the black rocks, green algae, blue water, and yellow sand produce this iridescent effect. So this is not just beautiful imagery in an animated film, it's beautiful imagery of an actually real beautiful place that is now officially on my bucket list of places to go. But there you go guys, the more I watch this movie, the more and more I just keep finding and it has been so much fun. For my question of the day, is there anything that we haven't seen yet? Be sure to let us know in the towel section down below. Guys, as always, thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like this video in case you haven't already. If you'd like some more Encanto action from us, we have an entire playlist you can check out right over here. Otherwise, until next time, bye.